0: Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Gleason with my tag team partner Matt Story, and there's a lot of news going on in the world and in the world of sports. And there are, as Matt and I just discussed, many many good resources and platforms to get that information from. Um, You can start with Twitter, although I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't either. No,
1: (laughs) I'm with you on that.
0: But we're going to not talk about what's going on. Presently, uh, because frankly, it's a a very serious conversation and an important conversation and not one that we were designed to have on this podcast. This podcast was meant for us to just BS about things.
1: Sports, mostly, and and, uh, other ventures, but mostly sports, as in the title.
0: So... Instead, we're going to do what we had originally scheduled for today, which was to begin our ASU football look back, uh, beginning with the 2004 season. Yes, indeed. In, in that year, under legendary Sun Devil head coach Dirk Cutter, yeah. the, the, devil, <laughs> the Devils went 9-3. Uh, they finished ranked number 19 in the country after beating Purdue in the Sun Bowl. Yeah. And uh, Matt, it was a really exciting first five games of the season.
1: It was. It was. I mean, it, it's uh, it's an interesting year, because you say we finished 9-3, and three and I'm pulling up the, the, you know, schedule online here right now to look at the games and remind myself of everything, and you know, I, I think, I mean, offhand, I'm thinking, how many years of these that we're going to talk about did we win more than nine games? We did it twice with Graham and once with Erickson. That's that's it, correct. I mean, so this would be the fourth highest win total that we had since we started college. Yes, which is not, and yet it doesn't feel like it was that great a season, does it? I oh, mean, it we ended isn't the just, year ranked, which I right did. Now did. I, would, I, mean, I would happily take. Uh, that's true, and, and so that's the thing is, like you know, we went nine three. We ended the year ranked. Um, we uh, lost, you to, know,
0: to USC. And Cal on the road, which were both cool. legit losses.
1: They were great teams. Yeah, I mean, USC was the national champion that year, and Cal was was you know a top ten team with Aaron Rodgers. Barely missed out on on the BCS. You know, kind of last week is when they fell out of making the BCS, and Texas got in ahead of them. Still causes some consternation, I'm sure, among Cal's fans. So those were two big time programs. Now, I think the fact is, not only did we lose, we got waxed. In those two games. Uh, total score was 72-7, to if I'm doing the math right. You are. So they were not competitive.
0: And and then, of course, we did lose to Arizona and that's Arizona. One. <laughs> that's in, in, the in one. In a game yeah. that I think was the end of you boldly proclaiming trash it talk. It certainly was.
1: It certainly was. It was a it was a, a pivot point for me in terms of my fandom as a sports fan. I, I didn't change my loyalty but I, I changed my approach to you know, pregame yapping because I found that I mean, we should have won that game. We went into the game eight and two, as we just discussed. we would beaten every team that was was not a top ten opponent on our schedule. And Arizona was two and eight and reeling. You know, they, they did not come in playing well. And we just did not play well down there. We were down two touchdowns late. We, we scored, I know, late with um, Sam Keller in and when Andrew Walter got hurt. But we were getting beat the whole game. Uh, you know, it's kind of one of those that if you want to spin the narrative, you could say, "Well, Andrew Walter got hurt." Well, he played most of the game, and and we were getting beat with him. So it was it was a game that we got outplayed. And I think that's it. And like you know, we've discussed it many times on U of A Week. Can you know? Does the U of A win or loss make or break the season? Not generally, but in this one, I think it kind of did.
0: Yeah, you know, we were not going to obviously win the conference or finish second to Cal. No, no. Uh, but that Arizona team had scored twenty-one points in two games and yeah. hadn't otherwise cracked twenty, and they put up thirty-four on us in the yeah. Super Bowl Cup. That.
1: Yeah. That's not good. And it was legit. I mean, I'm looking at the box score here. Like, they didn't, there are no defensive, we had a defensive touchdown. Uh, that put us up 17-13 in the second quarter, which was our last lead. Um, you know, the, the immortal Richard Kovalchek torched us. Uh, two, you know, totally 239 yards, but three touchdowns. Um, I mean, this is just not a good Arizona team. You know, Mike Bell was, was a solid player. Um, but looking at the rest, like this was not a good team. This was the first year of Mike Stoops. They had come off a horrible 2003 season, uh, which you know got Mcevcic fired mid-season. Um, it's just not a good team, and we should not have lost that game. And that that was um, it was just the, the cherry, the poor cherry on top of what was otherwise a pretty good season. I mean, you're, you know, the numbers are pretty solid, um, but it was not a nice way to finish it off.
0: Uh, looking at the roster, you mentioned Andrew Walter. Senior year, uh, he set a bunch of the school records over mm-hmm. the course of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Keller came in in a, in two games, I think, might have yeah. been the third game, uh, but he had 600 yards and five touchdowns on his own. Had a
1: very good bowl game. Um, you know, he, he started and, and played the entire Sun Bowl. Um, and and you know, I think when we talked about. What if moments? I believe you mentioned Sam Keller, and we talked about coming off that bowl game. And, and, you know, it looked like we had a a star in the making. Um, You know, Walter had a very good year. And Walter was one of those guys who, um, and and maybe it's because of the timing. You know, we were freshmen, it was his last year. But in spite of the numbers that Walter put up, it doesn't seem like there's that much of a legacy. Like, the legacy is, oh, he was a prolific passer. But he didn't win a lot of big games. You know, the Iowa game that year, which was the highlight of that season, and maybe the highlight of the Dirk Cotter years, to be honest. Um, but other than that, it was it was mostly beating teams that we should beat and not really beating any teams that we shouldn't.
0: Yeah, I, to, to be clear, we played three ranked opponents. The first one was Iowa, who we beat yeah.
1: 44-7. And it was a beatdown. I mean, it was a thorough beating. We had lost there the year before, I think only scored two points, if memory serves. We scored on a safety in 2003 at Iowa. And and this was, you know, this was a beating. Uh, it was 27 to nothing at the half. It was 37 to nothing at the end of three. Uh, it was an absolute, you know, destruction. Their only, their only points came on a punt return touchdown with less than a minute to go in the game. Um, probably, you know, one, one could say maybe the most impressive non-conference win I guess maybe outside of Notre Dame in 2014 of the years we're going to talk about, uh, you know, I mean, to, to beat a team that was fairly good and had beaten us the year before and not only beat them, but pound them was a statement.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and it was a a thorough butt kicking. And, and it they was. And on to be the co-champs of the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, they, they were a good team. You know, yeah, they yeah. I mean, the they, year
0: as a, they finished the year as a top ten team. We were one of only two losses they had. Did
1: they really? I didn't realize that. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, so uh, yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a beating, and and that was a very, you know, you mentioned it. You know, an exciting first five games. Um, you know, you look at the first five games and things that you know just don't usually happen for ASU. We won a road game, a non conference road game at Northwestern. We beat a top twenty-five team in Iowa, and we won in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like that's th- those are things that are not to be taken for granted. And we probably took them for granted in that 0-4 season because we didn't know any better at that time.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Hawkeyes did end the year ranked eighth after wow. uh, after winning the Capital One
1: Bowl. That was the uh, Drew Tate walk-off hail mary, wasn't it? Yes. Against uh, LSU and Nick Saban, Nick yeah. Saban's last game for the yeah. for the Fighting Tigers
0: with freshman quarterback Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus
1: field. Russell coming off the bench, yes, and and I think threw two touchdowns and gave him the lead, and then Tate threw the touchdown on the last play. That was a heck of a game. Yeah.
0: So there you go.
1: But yeah, it was a. I mean, it was a very good start to the season. We beat UTEP in the opener. Trivia question for you: Do you remember who the UTEP starting quarterback was?
0: I have no idea who the UTEP starting
1: quarterback was. younger brother of former NFL starter Carson Palmer, Jordan Palmer, was the starting quarterback for UTEP.
0: I remembered that that was Mike Price's team. It was
1: Mike Price, yes, yes, know, that's
0: right. You know, Mike Price, who, who taught the lesson of if you're going to get a head coaching yeah. job in college, there are two things you can't lie about, where you went to school right. and where you've been a head coach.
1: Right, and right, right, and, and also signed the contract. Uh, as quickly as possible because that cost him a lot of money there at Alabama, uh, but yeah, yeah, it, you talk about a twist of fate. What if Mike Price keeps that Alabama job? Does Nick Saban never end up there? Who knows? I mean, who knows? Uh, you know, but one of those many things that could have turned differently. But he did go to UTEP and have some success. I, I don't know that that O four team was very good. I don't think they were. Um, it was a it was a pretty convincing beating. But then to go on the road to Northwestern, a morning game, back when the Big Ten played a lot of uh, early morning ESPN kickoffs, and I believe this was one. And and we beat him pretty – we beat him by nine, but from what I recall, it was a pretty convincing win. Yes.
0: Yes, I do. I believe Let's that.
1: I see. We were up uh, 24-14. I'm looking at the scoring. Yeah, I mean, we never trailed in the game after – well, we were down seven three. Scored midway through the second quarter to go up ten seven, and led the rest of the way. Um, a, a pretty solid win. And again, you know, winning on the road against another power conference team is something that ASU. We don't. We're not going to talk about too many of those in our sixteen seasons of look back. So you know, not one that we should have taken for granted, I guess. Yeah.
0: And three and zero against the Big Ten that
1: year yes yeah 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 and then we so then we got the Iowa game now if I remember a personal personal note the Iowa game was the same weekend that Wisconsin played at Arizona wasn't it you yeah, were yeah, down in I Tucson went, and I was down at that game where it was a
0: massive like thunderstorm and that that's game, what I, I thought well it was, it was. Nine, if I remember right, it was nine nothing
1: or something was it like okay that? I don't remember what the game but there was a big storm in in Phoenix too and I know I've told you this story before, but hey, we're, we're in storytelling mode. Uh, you know, a, a sign of the times. It was before Twitter. It was before you could even get scores or anything on your ESPN app, that type of thing. I, you know, was watching, I think Florida played Tennessee that night in the SEC. I was watching that game and thought, I'll time it just right. I'll get to the stadium at like, you know, 6.50, walk in, it'll be all good. I get to the stadium and the scoreboard indicates that there's eighty five minutes to kick off because it had been delayed because of the storm and I had no idea. So I sat there for the entire pregame basically.
0: Yeah. That Badgers team, by the way, made it all the way to number four in the country before back to back losses to end the season.
1: Really? Okay. Okay. And was they beat Arizona, right? I assume. Arizona yeah, they, we discussed the is not final, very good.
0: The final score was nine to seven. In wow. A, in okay. a rain soaked
1: Wow. Okay. Who was the Wisconsin quarterback then? Was that Sorgi? Was uh, that after him?
0: I think it was. It was after him. It was John Stocko.
1: Stocco, Okay. Okay. But what is it about Wisconsin quarterbacks? They all sound the same.
0: But it did have like, Cleveland Brown legend Joe Thomas in that game.
1: Did it? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All, Hall of Famer. Uh, that's that's a pretty solid player to have on the team.
0: Yeah. The. Uh, the skill position guys were Anthony Davis and Brian Calhoun as the running back. Okay.
1: Okay. I remember them. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, Yeah, I remember Owen that Daniels was... was the tight end.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was a good team. Yeah. I mean, I I remember the Storms and yeah, I remember you were down for that game. I went to the Iowa game. My my uncle and cousin came in town from Iowa and my dad went as well and yeah, it was a it was a thorough beating for ASU which again you know, we, we didn't know how good we had it, uh, with, you know, starting out with a, a road win over a Big Ten team and then a home win over a nationally ranked Big Ten team. Pretty solid. And then we start the Pac-10 season, and it uh, Pac-10, got to remind myself, it wasn't Pac-12 at the time, uh, with, a, with a nice home win over Oregon State, and then a road win at Oregon by 15 points. Like, what What was that? Hell, when did that happen?
0: the Ducks to 13.
1: Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> How did that happen? I'm looking at the box score. This game is one that, like, okay, so Kellen Clemens was the Oregon quarterback, a good quarterback, mm-hmm. a longtime NFL quarterback, uh, but not a not an overly talented team. Looking at their like, looking at their skill guys, not a lot of names that jump out. This was obviously not a vintage Oregon team, I guess.
0: Yeah, but...
1: Uh, we Haloti did. Nata was on defense. That's a pretty solid player. But besides that, but, you know, to win at Oregon, uh, have... I mean, I'm, I'm saying this and I don't know the answer. Have we won at Oregon since then?
0: God, I have no idea.
1: I don't think we have, right?
0: I, I'll look that up. Uh, but talk about uh, teams with guys going to the NFL. not as nice. How about the USC team who we played the next week?
1: Well, yeah, that was when reality set in. Yeah, we were five and zero. Now, going real quick on the Oregon game, was that the game that the power went out in our dorm, and we had to go? We watched some at the student union, and then we watched some at Jenny Stash's dorm because she had power. Yes, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I remember that. Maybe that's why I don't remember the game that well because we didn't see all of it. We were uh, we were venturing around campus trying to find a place to watch it. But yeah, we were we were five and zero. We were riding high. If I recall correctly, the USC game was the week of the presidential debate, wasn't it, on campus? Yeah. Yep. Because I remember, didn't didn't I make a sign to get on TV or some, some sort of sign about, you know, we were going to beat USC, which, boy, did that blow up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was...
1: Because you could go ahead and just list off the guys you were going to talk about on the USC team and how good that team was.
0: Well, so they were coached by Pete Carroll... Their quarterbacks were Liner and Castle, so two NFL yeah. quarterbacks. On two the NFL
1: game. QBs. Yep,
0: yep. Uh, Lendale White and Reggie Bush in the backfield. Yeah. Which that those guys are good.
1: And then they are. Uh, Dwayne Bush even had a, like a quiet game. Looking at Reggie Bush's stats for that game, five carries, 21 yards, and two catches for 45 yards. Did have a receiving touchdown, but pretty quiet game. Now he threw a touchdown against us too. 52-yard touchdown pass.
0: Uh, yeah, that's pretty good.
1: So that's, it's uh, it's well rounded, but it was it was when we get to 2005 next time around, uh, we'll see a much better Reggie Bush and Linda White game. Uh, pretty quiet in that one, but it, it didn't matter. That was just a beat down. Just a, I I remember watching it, just utterly outclassed.
0: So to go back to Oregon, we won in 0-4. Then we lost in 05, Cut. 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. <laughs> yeah. We did not play then 13 or 14. Right. Lost in 15 and 16. Right. Uh I believe we won in 17 at home.
1: Won in, won in 17 and 19 at home. Yeah, but I guess just lo- times. But we lost in 18 at yeah. Oregon. Yeah. So we have so we have not won at Oregon since then. That's what I thought because I I knew we had the long drought where we didn't beat them at all um and and so i didn't think we had won. Re- now i know what uh, two years ago was the two-point conversion that may or may not have been in bounds where we could have tied the game um it, you know it, i know still sticks in the craw of people a little bit but uh but yeah we've we've not won there and gotten outclassed there most of all although to be fair and we'll talk about it as we go more of the oregon outclassings have come at sun devil stadium we have we have taken it on the chin from them a few times in our own backyard
0: Yes, although it's hard to talk about that 05 game since it was vacated. So I don't actually know what happened. I'm not I'm not sure. The it answer. was vacated? According to Wikipedia, it was one of the vacated USC wins.
1: Oh, USC. Okay, yes. USC, yeah. I was thinking Oregon. I was like, did Oregon have to vacate it, too? Uh, yeah, USC it was. The 04 game, no, was not, right? Officially? No, the, we officially lost stands. that game. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was so 45 7. I'm looking at the box score. Do you remember what the halftime score was? Uh,
0: I believe it was a lot to nothing, wasn't
1: it? It was 40, 42 to 7. Oh, we, we did have, yeah. I we did
0: it score one to nothing.
1: No, we, we had an Akeem Hill touchdown run that made it 21-7 midway through the second quarter. They then proceeded to score touchdowns on their next three possessions and make it 42-7. Uh, yeah, liner to Bush touchdown, liner to White touchdown, liner to Jarrett touchdown, liner touchdown run, Bush to Jarrett touchdown, liner to Jarrett touchdown. That was the first half scoring. <laughs> It was pretty good. Pretty good team, yeah. yeah. That's, a that's, great, was, uh, that's a
0: great statement. That was just the first half score. <laughs> that
1: was a pretty good team, yeah. Uh, you know, just a, just an altogether pretty poor game. We, we ran for 24 total yards when you factor in sack yardage, uh, 75 without the sacks. Um, Andrew Walter had two picks. Zach Miller did have 102 yards receiving. But other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, also had a blocked field goal attempt in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, Jesse Ainsworth, not great. Yeah, it was a beatdown. It was, a beat down. It was
1: uh, men and boys, but they were the national champions that year, so I suppose uh, not a ton of shame in that. But, yeah, remember, I think that game was on TBS, if I remember right.
0: Uh, um, according to Wikipedia, that was ABC. The Oregon game was TBS.
1: Was it or Okay. Was the Cal game TBS? The
0: Cal game was TBS.
1: Okay. See, I remember one of the two losses being on TBS, and I thought it was USC. But all right, yeah, that, that does make sense. USC was a was an ABC fixture back at that time. But yeah, those were uh, those were humbling. In the middle, though, we had a we had a great shootout win against UCLA. I remember that game, a Saturday afternoon game at, at Sun Devil, um, which was a high scoring affair, and we won forty eight forty two.
0: Yes, and that you know beating UCLA not as uncommon.
1: No, no, we have had some pretty good success against UCLA. This was a back-and-forth, man, looking at the scoring. We were up 28-20, and they went up 42-31 on a Drew Olsen-to-Tab Perry touchdown pass early in the fourth. And we scored the next three, well, two touchdowns unanswered, then a field goal with three minutes to go. Go up by six, and somehow we didn't give up any points. This was not a great defensive team on ASU's part, but well, somehow we stopped them down the stretch.
0: And you could basically say not a great defensive team until, what, Will Sutton? That's true.
1: <laughs> we didn't have a lot of good defensive teams. You're right, yeah. But uh, I'm looking at the possession. So we fall down 11, Walter Long touchdown pass to Derek Hagan. Then we got a sack on a third down, forced to punt. We score another touchdown, Walter to Terry Richardson sixty five yards to go up. And then Dale Robinson, the manimal, with an interception of Drew Olson that set us up for a field goal to go up six. And then they turned it over on Downs on their last possession.
0: Terry Richardson, by the way, who became a featured player in the Keller
1: Cardinals in the drama. Exactly. Exactly, yes, yes. This was I I mean, this was a talented team we had, honestly. Look back, like there was there was some good I mean, you can see why the offense was pretty productive. But, as we but talked not, about, not in, not in the two
0: biggest games. Not Halloween weekend at Cal.
1: No, no, <laughs> that was a beatdown, yeah. And, and you know, from what I recall, too, the Cal team was not – I mean, they were a very good team. They weren't a great defensive team. Like, they, they were, you know, they had Rodgers, you know. They were not a, a, a shutdown defensive team, but they shut us down that day.
0: Well, this was also – and we should talk about this a little bit. This was part of – the extended period of time where ASU could not win in the state of California.
1: In the state of California, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Cutter never did, except for San Diego State, right? Yes. Wasn't he over against Pac-10 opponents?
0: Yes. And, and the and San Erickson, Diego
1: State win was only because Walter pulled him out of the fire coming off the bench.
0: Yeah. When Erickson
1: barely had, did he have
0: one? I, I want
1: to say. Well, I'm trying to think. Erickson, we beat Stanford his first year. Because his, his first road game in the conference, we beat Stanford. Now, Stanford was terrible that year. Um, but we beat Stanford. I'm trying to think, did we ever beat – we didn't beat USC there with him. i um, not sure we beat UCLA there with him.
0: Yeah, I don't think we did.
1: I don't know. I know Erickson started 1-0 because there was like, you know, oh, man, we can already win in California. How great is this? And then he didn't really keep up. Kind of think
0: did
1: we beat? He beat he I we beat UCLA. I was gonna say that was the uh, Osar Rashan game when their top two quarterbacks were hurt, and they still almost beat us.
0: <laughs> but we eked out that victory.
1: Yes, but I'm not sure. The other times we played at UCLA, well, I know 2011 we lost because that was when the season started spiraling. We were on, we were on our way to the Pac-12 title game until that loss. Alex Garut missed the field goal, and, and the season just fell apart from there. 09, I'm trying to remember, I think we lost there in 09, because we didn't, win, we, we didn't win, win very many games at all in 09. Yeah, well,
0: I mean, because Graham won there, that was how we clinched. Graham won there. That was how we clinched yes. the conference. Yes, the it is,
1: yes, yes, yes. And Graham won at USC, obviously on the Hail Mary, but did, didn't we win at USC twice with Graham? Yes. If I remember right? Yes. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's it's been better lately, we've, we've done better on the road, but yeah, for a long time there, certainly the Cutter years and most of the Erickson years going into the state of California in general was a nightmare. And uh, I mean, the two this year, you know, uh, I guess a bit a bit unfair to criticize too much. They were very good teams combined. To well, USC went undefeated that year, and I think Cal had two losses total, and one of them was their bowl game.
0: Yeah,
1: so they were good teams. Uh, you know, with with. Uh, you know, college and pro Hall of Famers on on their respective rosters. So I suppose we can't, you know, criticize too much, but it was just the lack of even having a chance that really hurt. But then we, you know, we bounced back, we beat Stanford. I believe Stanford was the game where Walter set the touchdown record, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Pac-10 touchdown record? Yes. At the end of the first half, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, well, and... Was this am I remembering right? This was in the um the Haller story. Did who did he hit for that? Uh,
1: was it Zach see. Miller? I think it was Matt Miller, wasn't it? Oh yeah,
0: yes. I re- yes, it was
1: We had three Millers because Zach and Brent were brothers and then Matt was a receiver. It was not related to him. Um I'm looking at the recap here. Well he, okay, Matt Miller was the game winning touchdown. Nine seconds remaining on a touchdown from Walter to, to receiver Matt Miller. Um, I thought he had. I thought he had a hail mary at the end of the half. Yes. yes. Two seconds left in the half. Walter threw a long pass into the end zone and Matt Miller hauled in the fifty-two yard catch. Put us up seventeen fourteen. Yep. Yep. So Matt Miller had both of them.
0: Well, there you go.
1: See yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a good game because then we were up and then came back. Then Stanford came back and took the lead late. Stanford quarterback. Can you name him?
0: Hold on. No, not before I not before I am able to load the web page to look it up and see who. Well, it
1: the starter was Trent Edwards, but the guy who came in and led the comeback was T.C. Ostrander. Yeah, never would have gotten that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think Ostrander became their starter later. Uh, pretty, I mean, he was there for a while. I remember him because his name was so similar to Chris Ostriker of American Pie fame.
0: The head coach of that Stanford team, Buddy Tevens.
1: Wow, who that was? I would not have. I was gonna guess Walt Harris. I think Walt Harris was after that.
0: He is Buddy Tevens now the head coach at Dartmouth.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Where he's yeah, been he for was fifteen years. Not very good.
0: Has he really? Wow, he's won uh, fifteen. Well, he's been good there. He's yeah. not very good with Stanford, I should say. And he he's won four Ivy League championships. Uh, two of them on his first tour of duty with Dartmouth, and nice. two on this current tour of duty with
1: Dartmouth. All right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's found a success there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think Harris took over for him, and Harris was maybe only there for maybe two or three years. It was a disaster for Walt Harris. And then Harbaugh took over, and they became what they've been the last decade or so. Yeah. It's funny to look back at, you know, Stanford games... When we were in college, I was like, "Oh, Stanford, that's a that's a layup week." Last few years, it's been just the opposite.
0: Yeah, it's the hardest game.
1: <laughs> yeah, one of yeah, yeah. So, no. so that that put us what seven and two at that point, right? Mm-hmm. And then we beat Washington State. I believe this was not a very good Washington State team, from what I recall. Uh, I think this was homecoming too, wasn't it?
0: That would tell you or that maybe. it was a bad Washington State team.
1: Yeah. Maybe maybe it wasn't. home. I don't know. I think it was, it was the was last homecoming.
0: Well, no, nope, Stanford was homecoming.
1: Stanford must have been because it was the last home game. They went, that so would have been senior day. day. Yeah. Oh, this was the game that we retired forty-two. Pat Tillman. I do remember that. Yes, yes. And it was a fairly uh, straightforward victory. Finished up undefeated at home. Not bad. We've done that a few times in our in our run here. Um, but yeah, it was. You know, we were up forty-five to fourteen early in the fourth. They got a couple of late touchdowns. Let's see, can you name the Washington State quarterback?
0: Drew Bledsoe.
1: No, you're a little a little, <laughs> a little late for him. Alex Brink.
0: Nope, never heard of him. The,
1: you don't remember Alex Brink? I remember him.
0: I, there's a there's like a 75% chance that you're just making this up. I'm not, I'm not,
1: <laughs> I'm looking at it. 20 of 37, 236 yards, touchdown, and interception in that game. Yeah. Who was the Washington State coach at that time? I don't know, honestly.
0: Uh, Hold on, I can B- tell you. Was
1: that was Bill, Bill Dova? Dova, okay. Because he took over from Mike Price, didn't he? Yeah, Bill Dova oh, okay.
0: in his second season at the helm of the Cougs.
1: Yeah, He yeah. won an Apple Cup right after that game. They, they uh, did more, win the Apple Cup. More than Mike Cup. Leach did, I guess. But, uh, you know, still think Mike Leach was a better coach overall for them. But he never mm-hmm. won one of those.
0: Well, and that Washington team went... Oh, and eight conference.
1: Yeah, Washington went through a lead period in the two thousands as well. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it, it. The conference has kind of flipped over the last few years. We talked about Stanford, Washington, Washington State. Those were all pretty uh, easy walkover games in in you know the mid two thousands. Not anymore.
0: Yeah, whereas the Sun Devils have really one of the trends I'm I think we'll just, see is we we've we we'll, we're right in the middle. We're yeah. we're, we're somewhere between. Five wins and eight
1: yeah, wins, most for years. the most part. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple really good years where we, you know, well, three, I guess, where we were at or near the conference title, and then what? One really bad season when we went four nine. We went four and eight. I think every other year besides that, we won at least five. And and you know, the one year I know we went we won six but didn't go to a bowl because we played two one double A teams. Well, yeah,
0: so, yeah you're right. Where we were six and seven, where we were. 500 in the right. All-Star Bowl.
1: Right, right, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's been, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. That, that will be kind of a running theme of this is just kind of being in the middle, yeah. not being the power of the conference, not being the doormat of the conference, which I guess is good. Uh, you know, we, we've never really bottomed out, but we've never really had a great peak either.
0: Now this, I do remember, we played Purdue in the Sun Bowl. Yeah. Who was Purdue's quarterback?
1: Kyle Orton, I think, right? It was Kyle Orton. All right. Yes. Bear he was legend. the Heisman winner of that drive.
0: <laughs>
1: Bob Davey. I,
0: I'm so glad that Bob Davy got a head coaching job, so that I could
1: could forget that
0: joke and then uh-huh. I remember that joke.
1: Uh-huh. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one, but uh, that was a good game and and a, uh, a classic, you know, afternoon CBS kickoff of the Sun Bowl, uh, you know, and and down to the wire finish.
0: Yeah. The uh, the Boilermakers that year reached as high as number five in the nation.
1: Well, Orton was, I mean, we were joking about Orton with the with that comment, but I mean, Orton was kind of like the halfway Heisman. He was that year's Leonard Fournette. Everybody had handed him the Heisman, and then the team kind of faded.
0: Well, they were, they, much like us, were 5-0 and to start the year. Yeah. And then they had a home game game day against the Badgers and lost.
1: Which was the game. Wasn't that the game with the halfway Heisman comment? I, I was pretty sure it was against Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, so then that that game they lost. The next week, home game against number 13 Michigan. They had fallen to number 12. They lost that yep. game. Yep. The week after that, they traveled to unranked Northwestern, lost that game. The week after that, they traveled to Iowa and lost that game. And all of a wow. sudden, they are out of the polls and wow. nowhere to
1: be seen. I didn't realize they had fallen that far. I, I mean... I remember Orton was like you know yeah he was he was the the, da- the darling of that year now the Heisman that year ended up being liner right yeah. wasn't that the year liner one in 4 but uh yeah I mean he was everybody's darling and I remember that Wisconsin game because if I remember right and I don't know if you're looking at it to see he had a key fumble I believe on like a scramble Yes, game he was fumbled still the
0: ball to Scott Starks, who returned it for the go-ahead score.
1: Okay, okay. I was going to say, the game was still hanging in the balance. And I re- he, he fumbled on a run. And, and that was kind of, yeah, and I, I didn't I didn't remember that things fell apart from him that bad. But I knew they kind of went from, you know, oh, dark horse, Big Ten, national title contender to out of the picture.
0: That play, according to Wikipedia, is referred to in Purdue football fandom as the fumble.
1: Okay, well there you go. Yeah, I did not know that, but I can I can see why. Yeah, yeah, because that was a uh, that was kind of a you know make or break point for them. That was Joe Tiller, still wasn't it? When he was the coach there. Yes, he was a good coach. He that did well there, for a long team period there. of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he did well there. You know, I mean, he got him to a Rose Bowl with Drew Brees, and uh, you know they were they were always a good team. They you know they never got to be as good as they were with Brees that year, but they were always one of those teams that could you know spring an upset, beat somebody they shouldn't, win, you know, eight or nine games, at, you know, every year it seemed like.
0: Yeah, they certainly uh, generated quarterbacks underneath him. I mean, it, yeah. you know, think about Purdue before and Purdue since. Yeah. NFL quarterbacks was not something that
1: No, no, but Breeze Orton and Painter at least. Uh, am, I, am I forgetting anybody else?
0: No, I think that's it.
1: I mean, Painter wasn't a great NFL but quarterback, he but he made it. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, Orton wasn't great either, but it was, you know, long-time starter hey, and breeze is obviously a Hall of Famer. So
0: Kyle not bad. Orton had to come in for an injured Rex Grossman. He did uh, during he did. his rookie year, and
1: I remember he played very well. Yeah, mm. yeah, uh, he he was a sensation. Yeah, and, and uh, then then uh, Grossman took over again the next year when they went to the Super Bowl. If I remember right, but yeah. there was some controversy over who should be the quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well, according to Wikipedia, because I don't remember this exactly, but Yeah. Uh, Grossman got injured in Orton's rookie year, so Orton became the starter. Yeah. Then, he was replaced by Grossman in the playoffs, and didn't play at all in 2006, and sparingly in 2007, but then he beat out Grossman in 2008. Yeah. I
1: remember they kind of went back and forth. I, I do remember 06, Grossman was the guy the whole year. There was some, like, you know debate before the season, but Grossman won the job and he stayed healthy the whole year and they went to the Super Bowl. Grossman was kind of up and down, but you know, they're really good team overall.
0: Super Bowl uh, quarterback Rex Grossman that's all I He mean.
1: was, he was yes, yes. I remember Orton was starting for the Bears I believe he was still starting when you and I went to D.C. to see Greg Powell mm-hmm. and we watched We, you know, we went to the Monday night game, but we watched a bunch of football on that Sunday and, and I think they might have even played a, a night game I remember watching the Bears with Orton, uh, and I think, I don't know if that was the Sunday night game that week. That was before Sunday night was the Marty game, but I do remember that, and yeah, he had a, you know, he had a nice career. Bounced around, played for the Broncos, played for the Cowboys, uh, you know, certainly uh, made, a, made a good chunk of change being a, a nice journeyman quarterback.
0: Yeah, Bears, Broncos, Chiefs, Cowboys, Bills.
1: Okay. See, I forgot about the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Hung on until 2014. Yeah,
1: I mean, what a 10-year career.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: exactly. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you know, that's that's a uh, that's a solid uh, solid amount of time, and you know, had some nice moments too. So, yeah this this was uh, this was a good game, and really looking at that Purdue team, was there anybody else that that kind of stands out? Not really. No. Running back was Brandon Jones and Gerard Boyd. I don't even remember them. Taylor Stubblefield, I do remember him. He was their leading receiver. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't a great team, but they they were always competitive. Oh, here's a find. Leading tackler for Purdue in that game, Bernard Pollard. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, didn't know he was on that team. They also had Anthony Spencer and Rob Nikovich and Cliff Averill. So they had some defensive talent. I didn't realize all those guys were on that team.
0: Matt, I'd like to suggest a a theme for for our ASU yes. season breakdowns. Okay. Player on the on that year's roster who you forgot until you looked, but now you're glad to know that they exist. Uh, for ASU? Yeah. Okay. So as I, I like look, this. as I look at the roster. There are a lot of guys, and you got to be careful because guys are on multiple years, and there are people who you don't want to talk about on this team, specifically in the running back room. (laughs) Uh, I think we probably have to do that, but yeah, yeah, I got you. But uh, for me, it's Moe Mutz. I I I remember Moe Mutz. I I didn't remember him until I looked this up, but now I remember him.
1: I do too. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was this was the prime era for me of playing NCAA football, and even before this year, you know, I would name the players um, because, you know, they were clearly the players, but they were listed as, you know, QB number 16 or whatever. Um, And so, yeah, the ASU roster, especially like the skill guys from, you know, 03, 04, 05, 06, uh, yeah, those those guys stand out mostly for that more than anything else.
0: So Moe Mutts is my guy who, when I look at this, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember
1: him. I remember him. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let me let me go look at where I can see a complete roster here. I would recommend uh,
0: SportsReference.com.
1: That's where I'm headed right now. Yes, yes, because uh, we don't have a complete roster on the website before '09, apparently, on the ASU website. So, 2004.
0: Well, you know how expensive it is to maintain rosters on websites.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, okay. This is. I mean, it's a. I guess it's a little bit of a tricky category. Because it's uh, it's not necessarily who your favorite player was or anything like that. No. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one that jumps out, and again, it's for the same reason. Lee Burgraff, or Burgraff, the tight end, and he was on those teams, and I remember naming because he had a very complicated name. <laughs> I remember typing in his name on the PlayStation controller year after year after year.
0: Yeah. I mean, if we're gonna go with favorite player from this team, I think it's hard not to pick. Andrew Walter for probably, this
1: season. You know. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Zach I remember. Miller, maybe? Zach Miller, yeah, yeah. I, you know, the reason I would probably say Walter, you know, I remember before the season, Walter was considered the top quarterback in the draft for that coming year, or at least one of them. Now, he got hurt, and that hurt his stock. He ended up, I think, going, what, third, third round? Third
0: round to the Raiders.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, but, you know, he was – I remember I got the Sporting News um, – Football magazine NFL magazine and it had you know draft projections for the next year And He was the number one quarterback and I went to the meet the team thing that they did at Wells Fargo Arena And got his autograph on that page probably still have it somewhere in old magazines. I've got um, You know, so Walter to me was you know, I mean I like quarterbacks still do um, and, You know, he was probably my my favorite player um, Favorite defensive player was probably Dale Robinson. He was he was a beast uh, you know, he, he never, I don't know if he had much, if any, NFL career, but he was pretty darn good in college.
0: Yeah, uh, for, on defense, the name I remember, and it's, I can't, I cannot say that he was my favorite, but Josh Barrett was a guy yeah. who I just, I remember him being around, and probably it's because he, he was, was good a good, solid player, he yeah. And...
1: Yeah, and he, and he, you know, didn't he go, he went on to play in the NFL for the Broncos at least, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, I mean he had a you know not a long career, but yeah, yeah. I mean there was there was some decent defensive talent on the team. Jamar Williams, linebacker, was was a good player too. I remember him. Um, we didn't have much in the way of corner. I think our corners were what Josh Golden, Mike Davis. Uh, you know, kind of a recurring theme. We're going to probably discuss is our, our corner play has never been all that stellar. Yeah,
0: not a who's who.
1: No, no. So who, who would you say, I have my choice, but I'll give you the, the floor first, MVP of that team?
0: The MVP of, of,
1: hmm. It's a name we haven't discussed yet, which is probably a shame because he was an all-around force.
0: Uh, I mean, I think either Walter or Hagen.
1: Hagan's a great choice, but I'm going Rudy Burgess. Because that was the year Rudy Burgess transitioned into being a running back. And we ended up being our second best running back, second leading running back, because we went from having, Lauren Wade, who we do have to discuss, uh, and Akeem Hill. Well, Wade got you know kicked off the team for reasons that we'll discuss, uh, and Akeem Hill, I believe, got hurt. Rudy Burgess became the starting running back.
0: Yeah, I mean Burgess wound up running for 404 yards and having 248
1: yards receiving. Yeah, and, and was touchdowns. a kick returner, I believe, too, at times. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh,
0: he had kick and punt returns. both. He did 31 punt returns and 15 kick returns that year.
1: Yeah, yeah. like uh, Rudy Bur- and, and, of course, you know, the last game of the year, Rudy Burgess was the one who caught the swing pass to put us ahead and, and give us the lead for good in the Purdue game. Like, uh, you know, I mean, Hagan is a great choice. Walter is a great choice. They were both very, very good. Hagen had a great season and had another good one next year. Um, but, uh, you know, Burgess kept that team afloat and he was undersized for a running back. Didn't he have one game where he had, like, 30-plus carries because we didn't have anybody else?
0: Yeah, Was that this year?
1: I thought it was. Let me look. I'm looking at the game logs. Yeah, the Stanford game. Oh. Well, he had 34 go. carries for 186 yards in that game.
0: Yeah, because the next year was the year where he was basically, you know...
1: He kind of transitioned into just being, like, a, like a you know... Flex utility man because well by what oh six and oh seven we had terrain and herring too. Well, he was hurt
0: all the time.
1: He was hurt too, yeah, because he was undersized. I mean, like he, you know, physically he wasn't ready to take that toll. But that Stanford game, I knew it was a home game. I remembered it being a home game where he just got a a study diet of carries because I think we were pretty much out of anybody else, from what I recall. Like we went from having a really deep backfield to having almost no one. Yeah. Akeem Hill had one carry in that game.
0: Randy Hill did not have a single carry, and by that point, Lauren Wade was gone. Yeah, and Lauren Wade remains gone. Uh, yeah, he's still in prison,
1: isn't he? Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. And
0: rightly so. But,
1: yeah, uh, a bizarre subplot of the 2004 season was Lauren Wade's midseason arrest for murder.
0: Yeah, He. Uh, let's see here. The East Valley Tribune, which used to be a real paper, and honestly, yeah. this paper you could hold in know. your hands. I uh, know. He was arrested for uh, shooting a former Sun Devil safety, yeah. Brandon Faulkner, in a, uh, in a fight over a woman, right? Yeah. Who I believe yeah. she was a. Am I remembering she was a soccer player?
1: Yeah, she was an athlete too. I think she was a soccer player. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it his ex girlfriend that was now dating this guy?
0: Yes, and yeah. he, uh, My my recollection was that his defense was that he only meant to hit Faulkner with the gun right. and did not. And it went off. Uh, yeah, did not intend for the gun to discharge. I recall that. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Frankly, not a good defense.
1: Not a great defense. No. No. I mean, it might be true, but it's still not a great defense. Um, yeah, he played. So he only made it through three games that year. I thought it was deeper into the season. He played the first three games. What date you got the article? What what date was the shooting?
0: Well, the shooting wasn't until the spring, but he was under investigation for improper benefits before that.
1: Oh, was that what it was? Oh, okay, okay. I didn't. Remember. Uh, I thought it was during the season.
0: And he's scheduled to be released from prison in, right now in 2025, according to an ABC okay.
1: fifteen article. Uh, okay, um, so he got. So he got booted off the team. Was he booted off the team or was he just suspended in 4 he, he only played three games.
0: So what happened, according to this, is he was the starter for three games and yeah. was suspended while ASU investigated whether he received improper benefits from a university employee.
1: Uh, he was okay.
0: reinstated in December to participate in spring practice.
1: Okay, okay, that's what it was. Okay, wow, okay, so I was... Uh, see, it's been a while. As we as we get further along, we'll have you know sharper memories of everything. But I I thought it was during the season, but it was during spring practice, I guess, that I'm remembering.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. See, I I remember the whole illegal benefits thing too. I thought that was the year before. I thought that was 03, Although I you know we weren't there in 03. but I knew he had been in trouble before. The shooting was not the first time he'd been in trouble. I I certainly remembered that because there was. A fair amount of probably deserved criticism of why he was even still with the program when the shooting happened.
0: Yeah, well, and it's interesting that that ties back into I don't know if you heard Nick Saban's rant earlier this month about a little bit. Where do you want these guys to be? Do you yeah? Do you want them to fail? Do you or do you want them here where there's a chance they can succeed? And, and I think it's frankly slightly disingenuous in the current climate to do that and to make it as a blanket statement but you know Saban talked there's probably about, some truth to it as well yeah, yeah. but he talked about with specific examples like Musin Muhammad when he was at Michigan State yeah where they wanted him people wanted him off the team and Saban refused
1: yeah to, yeah, to yeah. To I mean and off that's that's a great point and and you know if, if Lauren Wade you know, stays with the program and turns his life around and ends up, you know, graduating and he's a success, then it's, you know, boy, you know, it's one of those stories you read, you know, the day before the senior day game about uh, the coach stuck with him and look what he's become. And when it doesn't go that way, then, you know, we we do this and I'm guilty of it here. You know, like, well, you should have known better. Should have kicked the guy off the team, you know, before this ever happened. Uh, and, And, you know, that's the tricky part of being a coach probably is determining when you cut bait on someone, Versus when you try to stick with them and hope they'll they'll find the light, um, and obviously in, in Dirk Cutter's case, he made the wrong call. Um, it didn't bring down Dirk Cutter, but it certainly didn't help uh, when the when the when the verdict was rendered on Dirk Cutter at the end of the 2006 season. So he had two more years. Uh, the way the Lauren Wade thing was handled certainly was not a feather in his cap.
0: Well, and I think that it crossed or I'm not crossed, cashed all of the chips that he had yes. earned from winning yes. on, on that yes. debacle. Yes, I mean, correct. He, yeah. he was given no more credit for that season.
1: No, he was not. No, no. You know, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the, and this is, you know, as we get through 05 and 06, we, you know, we'll have, you know, there were plenty of pivot points for Dirt Cutter, um, you know, the, the 2005 start of the season when we lost the LSU and USC games. I will always say if we win one or both of those, I mean, maybe the Cutter era, it goes and certainly ends differently. Um, uh, you know, the Rudy-Sam debate that we've already discussed in past weeks, uh, you know, uh, but but certainly the Lauren Wade, you know, keeping him part of the program, because he'd been in trouble for legal benefits, but I also believe, now that I'm saying that, had he been in trouble for, for domestic abuse, too? Yes, I believe that. If I'm remembering right, might have been with the girl that was eventually involved in the shooting but like, I, I think he had some some allegations of that which you know you think about the times if, if that happened you know 12 to 15 years later he probably doesn't stay on the team but the times were different in 2004 and that was easier to just sort of like you know well we gotta learn from this and we're gonna bring the guy you know well, I mean, that, a, I'm not saying it's right but it's no, just but, a fact but it was viewed differently scale, you
0: know you think about Lawrence Phillips and, right, and right. You know where we've come from that moment.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, I mean, as you're saying, sliding scale. Horn Wade was was a pretty good running back. Uh, you know, his his first year, he had you know, looking at his numbers, 773 yards, 5.7 yards a carry. I mean, he was a talented running back. Uh, in the second game of 0-4, the win at Northwestern, he had 100 yards. Uh, you know, so talent always gets you more chances than if you don't have talent, and I'm certain that's why he was back in the fold in 2005 when then they had no choice but to remove him from the fold, because the law did.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been a very fun first.
1: Uh, it was. It was. Area. It was a uh, a fun season, a season that I think weirdly, maybe because it was the first one, I don't have, you know, like some of my memories are very fuzzy, as you could probably tell as we talked about this. Yeah. Um, you know there wasn't any context at that time or anything like that but a good season i mean nine wins um you know we finished what third in the conference yeah. probably that year i would guess third we or fourth worried.
0: we were third behind uh, Kyle third and SC.
1: yeah yeah i mean so a, a solid first year of asu fandom um and yet you know we're going to talk next week probably about 05. '05, we didn't have the record but boy the memories of oh five to me are much clearer uh, you know, so as we as we go, I suppose they will get that way. But yeah, it was it was a, a good start. And gave us a, a nice little beginning to our college football careers as fans.
0: Uh, we'll be back. We're going to do not this probably next week. Uh, we're going to start our NFL previews because NFL. That's right. That's it's right. We do end of August. So
1: that's right. Yes. Yes. Uh, two weeks from tonight is the scheduled opener for the NFL. I don't know how we got here, but we're here.
0: Well, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.